Welcome to Mall Talk. I'm Paige Weldon. I'm Emily Fay. Let's talk about the mall. Emily, did you go to the mall this week? I did. <laughs> we're um, back, baby. <laughs> we're back all the way. We're half vaccinated and we're back, baby. Um, I I can't remember if I said on the podcast, but I returned that Madewell dress that was the only thing I'd ever bought full price and kind of made me look like a square. Um, but then <laughs> mere days later, we're talking 48 hours, um, I saw that it went on sale and I was like, that plus my 25%, I mean, $25 birthday coupon yeah. plus my gift card. Let's go back and see if they still have the one I return. Let's try it. Even though you think it makes you a square? Yeah, it does absolutely nothing for me. But I went in <laughs> and they had they had the one I returned and they had one size smaller. So I tried on the one size smaller. And guess what, Paige? Not a square. It's slightly cuter. I'm a cuter <laughs> square. I'm a wow. cuter square. So that combined with the sale price. Um, I feel like you're kind of um, fucking with this dress. I feel like you're kind <laughs> of teasing the dress. You're. I mean, I feel like this is sort of like a romantic movie arc where from the beginning, <laughs> I'm like, I wanted it. And then there were a bunch of hurdles. And then, you know, it it I got it and it just wasn't what I expected. But then at the end, something just shifts and. We're reunited under the correct circumstances. It's all I about did timing. Get it. That's what I I've did learned. get it on sale. Like I always wanted to. <laughs> I never wanted to pay full price for it. No. I got it on sale. It fits. It's the. It fits. I thought that that one would be too small in my chest, but it actually just fits better. So now I have my little dress. I was actually going to compare it to, and this is probably just because last night I watched the first four episodes of The O.C., I was going to compare you to the Coens and the dress to Ryan Atwood, how you're kind of like, there's no returns now. That's what they say in episode four. (laughs) But I did return it. But not now. Not now. Officially now, you can't anymore. You cannot do that to Ryan and his choker (laughs) that I always forget he wears. You know what? The dress... The dress isn't Ryan. The, no, maybe it is. Is it Summer? Who Who's the dress? <laughs> Marissa? Those are all the characters. <sighs> maybe the dress is Marissa. <laughs> it's definitely not Seth. That's why I didn't even bring up That's Seth. That's the thing. I'm like, I was, I said like, it's not Ryan, but it's not Seth because it's not like perfect, you know? <laughs> so maybe it's Summer though, because it's fun. It's like a good, but like you had to get to dress. know it to know exactly. that exactly <laughs> to really yeah no it's summer okay all right well i'm glad that you have it and that you feel slightly better about it and that you were able to use all your coupons these are good oh, things yeah. in and my I only opinion used half of my gift card so. oh wow that's great yeah, yeah. it wow. was only 50 bucks after the birthday thing that's a smoking deal for madewell <laughs> <laughs> um i didn't go to the mall this week in case you were gonna ask emily I was, because that's our question. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I guess... That's, I our, mean, that's our special little question between the two of us. At this point, <laughs> I'm just going to stop bringing up times I go to the Eagle Rock Plaza Target, even though it's <laughs> technically a mall, just because it doesn't have the same excitement. But there is a little bit of mall-related news that we wanted to bring up, which is that um, the Pacific and the Arclight Theaters are not going to reopen, which is... yeah. 
That's big news. This was like shocking. I was shocked. This was like big news, not even just for us. This was like big news, like for everyone. <laughs> yeah, this wasn't just affecting us personally. This is going to affect a lot of people. <laughs> no, this was like legitimately like very surprising. Um, I mean, I feel like I always say like, you know, Sherman Oaks Galleria is just an arc light in a night school. And now I'm going to have to say it's just a night school. It's and just a night school. I mean, it's a Paul Mitchell beauty school, but um, it's it's funnier. It's funnier if I say just night school. <laughs> And I mean, I wonder, so there's arc lights in like a number of malls. I mean, the Pacific theaters, if you, if you don't know, dear listener, those are the theaters that are at the Americana and the Grove. And also, you know, there are other locations too, but these are, these are mall movie theaters and those are big spots at the Americana and the Grove in particular. I go, who's, who's going to swoop in? Well, that's the thing is it's like you forget the place. I feel like this is the same thing as Cheesecake Factory when they were refusing to pay their rent really early on in COVID. It's like you forget that like movie theaters are like paying rent. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I was and thinking like, who of- owns like the Arclight building? You know? Right. Yeah. And I mean, I guess I didn't realize, I actually didn't realize till this news came out that they're owned by the same parent company. I didn't either. I didn't know that. I always love that companies have parents. That's sweet. But um, <laughs> I, I just, I wonder, yeah, either I can also kind of see at the Americana in particular, like you kind of can't have that, that mall without a movie theater, but also I wouldn't be shocked if they were like, fuck it. We're just going to build more apartments and condos in well, there. Caruso said in one of the articles I looked at, he said, we're committed to having a continued movie theater presence. I want to believe him, but you know, so <laughs> I think that, um, and then the arc light, it's like, you know, I don't take back. I, I am sad. I'm very sad about the arc light closing. Yeah. But I also don't take back anything I've ever said about it. No, I mean, I, listen, the Arclight is incredibly expensive. I'll never forget the first time I went to the Arclight when I just was moving to L.A. And I was going to a movie with friends. And I said, one for whatever movie, please. And they said, that'll be $18. And I, <laughs> I very sincerely went, oh, I'm sorry. I just wanted one. I'm just paying for one. Damn, back back when Paige was a rube. <laughs> just I had just come in on, on the bus from from my little town, <laughs> and I couldn't I believe to the arc light to meet friends. I could not um, believe the price to see a Scott Pilgrim. I actually think it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, so no, yeah, yeah I, sad. Like, and certainly the fact this isn't that's the thing. This isn't why they close. This is just the fact that they couldn't be open for a year but yeah. like the fact that they maintained they're like we're the fancy one and it's like bitch you are not <laughs> the amcs are the fancy ones now you don't have recliners like yeah <laughs> but the, so i don't feel bad saying that because like that's not why they close emily's standard of fancy is is there a lazy boy inside <laughs> Can I be not at, you know, harsh angles? Can I be at soft angles? Please, my poor little neck. I'm just (laughs) trying to watch this large screen. (laughs) I wonder if AMC is going to swoop in. Part of me does think. They honestly might, which, I mean, that's a whole nother reality is like AMC's the dome. Oh, my God. (laughs) Fuck. I feel like the dome, which is like the Hollywood arc light, probably will just get bought up and kept the same by like some famous person but i feel like the whole i feel like it will just be bought by someone else because like i 
I don't know, but it it was shocking. It was shocking it's news. Shocking news, and it it affects our our dear malls. And, and so, yeah, the Grove and the Americana, they have to have. They it have would just to be have theaters. Weird. I mean, the 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 Pacific theaters at the Americana is the last place I went to a movie before the pandemic. So yeah. I, I can't believe it was my last time truly being in a Pacific theaters. Um, I I think it worked for for our last time. It was uh, I was seeing Honestly, Little Women though, on the re-release. So you know what? I don't look. I'm not like in favor of monopolies or whatever. You but, are um, Emily. Stop. What pretending. if I was? What if I was just like fucking love monopolies? Um, <laughs> hate the game. Love the concept. <laughs> if. It was AMC's at the Grove and the Americana. Like I could go to movies at the Grove and the Americana. Again It'd be with like my, movie with past my days. Yeah. yeah, it would. <laughs> I I wouldn't mind Fingers crossed. that. Me either. I would be. In, I, it would maybe drive me to join a list. Yeah, hard to say. But we so just, we'll see. We'll see. We'll keep tabs on the situation. Um, as always, we're reporters. We're journalists. We're historians. So we try to keep track of this stuff. Um, but I think that's it for the for this week's beautiful intro. I think we should introduce our guest. Yes. Today we are joined by the absolutely hilarious John Gabris. Hi. Welcome Hi. to Mall Talk. <laughs> Thanks for having me on Mall Talk. This is exciting. <laughs> Thank I'm you for being here. <laughs> so upset about the movie theater news. It's yeah. brutal to me. Those were uh I live by the Grove and so I love the Arclight Theater, but Pacific Theaters at the Grove is like my backup for especially for solo movies it yeah. feels mm-hmm. it feels very okay to go i mean i go to the arc light by myself all the time but the grove is close enough that if i'm already stoned i can walk <laughs> and <laughs> also can drive to the parking lot get stoned and then get like <laughs> cheesecake factory and a movie or farmer's <laughs> market and a movie and these are the things i was like i got my I got my first shot of my Vax like the day before that movie theater news came oh. out. And the first shot of the Vax was the first time the light at the tunnel like showed oh. itself to me. And I'm like, oh my God, Ron. And then the next day I was like, the light is closing. It oh felt like the time. You're like, my arm is sore and now so is my heart. This yeah. is <laughs> These so are the sad. things I've been, I keep talking to my wife about like when I'll feel safe enough to go to a theater like and sit mm-hmm. in a movie yeah. theater. And that's like, more than a restaurant at this point for me. Like more, yeah, more, totally. And this is going to sound depressing, but arguably more than a live co- doing a live comedy show, which is something I need. <laughs> I think I need to go to the movies first more than I need to do a live comedy show, which is insane because that was that's like what I need for my ego slash survival. Well, uh, yeah, they're all important. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> these are you, all important things. You go things. see a movie, and then and then you talk about the movie. On at the pod? show yeah. oh, hey, you go, I the just came from the movies I'm at the improv now for a late show at the lab <laughs> it's going to be terrible um. there's six people here two of them are very drunk and angry uh, oh the bartender is talking really loud and okay yeah, yeah. okay hi yeah. okay 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 is it that bartender who charges me for water okay okay great um, awesome no I'm sorry I thought I left the arc light I guess I'm I guess I'm back $18 paid for one water? <laughs> okay, no, that's completely fine. I totally understand, and I'm not better than anyone, and I deserve it. I deserve this. I mean, yeah, I think. Did are you by any chance a member of like AMC Stubs, or were you a Movie Pass person? I was a Movie Pass person, and I'm an ArcLight member. At least I okay. tell my 
cell phone to every single t- person that serves me popcorn there i guess <laughs> i have to like i guess every once in a while i get five dollars off like a cherry coke or some shit but like i don't fully understand what i'm doing but i am saying my phone number out loud too frequently at, uh-huh, and I'm uh-huh. exclusively high out of my mind going uh five one six uh duh. Like, I'm like, why am i telling you this just use my credit card or my name or something <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, oh, my God, you got $5 off of this $30 order. And you're yeah. like, oh, my God, yes, it only took me $1,000 to get here. <laughs> Mr. Gabrus, it looks like your hot sausage on a baguette that you're ordering at 11 a.m. to eat in the movie theater is free today, you fucking pig. <laughs> Why do you put it on the floor of your seat and eat it on all fours, you fucking Where are we going to get sausages? <laughs> Where the I, fuck are we gonna get sausages on buns? Thank you, Emily. <laughs> the ArcLight has oh the best sausages on buns. Where will I get a hundred and fifty dollar coffee table book right before I go into the movies? <laughs> I need the ArcLight Hollywood back, baby. Where will I see costumes from the least exciting movie they're playing at the moment? Oh, is that the mop from Joy? Oh shit! Take my photo next to it. <laughs> I will miss the Arclight coffee shop where I pay $6 for the same coffee that I could get at 7-Eleven nearby. I I will miss that. I am a coffee in the movies person. I don't know why I do this. It just makes me more anxious, but I do it. If I'm I'm at an early screening, I love to get an iced coffee or a latte. Uh, Or... I like to get a body factory smoothie if you want to go full and, and bring that into the arc light. They allow it because I, I feel like because it's local, they don't say anything. So I come in with like guava protein shake and I'm crying watching A Star is Born drinking it. Like, You're like, this is a workout now because I have a smoothie. Well, it, it was a habit I developed when I had a membership at the 24-hour fitness there mm-hmm. and, my wa- and my wife had a full, back in the day when she had a full-time job, I would just be like, all right, I guess I'm going to go to the gym, <laughs> not shower, <laughs> get a smoothie, and then go sit in my dirty gym clothes in the movie theater for two hours. <laughs> I, I'd be like, I'd be gone for like four and a half hours, pr- pretty much off grid with no phone because of the activities. <laughs> and then like logging back on, being like, what a crazy Wednesday. No emails, <laughs> no messages, like nothing. I'm like, oh, right. I'm an unemployed comedian. Like, what am I like, can't believe I took a full half day to myself on a Wednesday and then <laughs> absolutely nothing has happened. I'm like, oh, the world continues to spin. That is something that I always experience during movies. I'll feel like phantom like phone vibrations. I'll be like, wow, people sure are trying to get in touch with me. Wonder if anyone's trying to hang out. Yeah. Unfortunately, I can't check. And then And then you go on and you're like, some some guy named Spike liked you on Hinge. Right. That's, that's it. The ever elusive Spike like so jealous. The Spike swipe. Whoa! Spike you got a cat on your uh, laptop, Emily. Oh this God. is so he's, exciting. He's I know. Doing the this a lot lately. Uh, where it it's just like his tail, clean, like a screen cleaner. His t- <laughs> their tail was just like wiping across your monitor. He's he's trying to catch a fly. I really thought that having a desk instead of just recording on my bed, I thought the desk would be would be a much more professional situation <laughs> but then he decided he just needs to be on the desk all the time and it's um 
It's I'm just pushing. Every time my hand is up, it's just me pushing him away. What's his name? Bugs. Bugs? He looks he looks like Bugs Bunny. Uh, he doesn't look he looks like a collection of cicadas in a cat costume. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> so we call him Bugs. <laughs> yeah, you do have to clarify that, Emily, I guess. I never thought well, about that. Well, I learned that apparently Bug is a very popular cat name, hmm. oh. which I didn't know. Oh, I think Jordan Morris's cat's name, uh, another <laughs> podcasting uh, person. I don't know. <laughs> name dropping the most random. Like, <laughs> Other I think his cat's name is cats. Bug, is what I was going to say. Yeah. I mean, I think that's like the third or fourth cat I know of named Bug, but his name is Bugs. Oh. Very important distinction. Bugs Love Bunny. it. Um, Much more casual, in my you. opinion. Thank you. I was so tired of these formal cats. <laughs> With their singular names. You know, Bug is too cute, but Bugs is cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, wait. Okay, so back to, you said you live right by the Grove. So would the Grove have been the last time you were at the mall? Or, or do you remember the last time you were at a mall? There's a chance the Grove is maybe the last time I was at the mall. I did hit the Grove once or twice during the pandy for like uh, needing to get farmer's market needs, you know, yeah. like uh-huh. duck prosciutto, you know, important <laughs> needs. What, what, the, are you go, what are your go-to farmer's market places? Um, I love the, uh, the Grove poultry market. Their uh, party wings are fantastic. Ooh. And then the... Uh, the um, butcher in the back, not Maraconda meats. No, oh. no shade to them. They're great, but the guys in the uh, in the back by Monsieur Marcel, the French store, which yeah. is another sort of go to. I have eighty dollars and I want butter. Let me get rid of all my money and get some kind of special butter. Uh, so I like that place. And then I also I, I low key like the the juice and smoothie stand that's in the middle of that place. And again, this is clearly coming from someone who exclusively goes to the Grove high as hell. Like I like the thing I really like is the lady who hands you juice that uh, makes your cotton mouth go away. <laughs> you know. I feel like this is the better than what I do when I go to the farmers market, which is I go to Phil's, which is that sort of like diner type in the middle and I get yeah, a yeah I just get you know a, a patty melt in the middle of the day and then feel <laughs> tired later on because <laughs> I like them as a business and I want <laughs> uh, I want to support Grove Pacific Theaters at the Grove hack uh they will look in your bag when you go in but they're <laughs> looking for recording equipment and bombs not food from other yes. places in the uh, Grove this- this yes. is the Americana. I used to do a joke about this and I felt like nobody liked it because it was like, you know, but it was like the upside to, I don't know. Anyways, Emily, they, do, they were, do, the, do the bit. You're a comedian. Yeah. Can Fuck you do it. it? just, it's true though. Like it's so easy. Like you stick your food under one cardigan yeah. and they're just yeah. like, no fucking assault rifles. You're good to go. Yeah. We've had, we've, my wife and I have gone to uh, Dominic Ansel's little uh, cafe in there and gotten like two coffees, two breakfast sandwiches, <laughs> two pastries, and like uh, and a cookie in a bag. And we walk in, we have nothing else in the bag. We open it up, and the guys like continue on, and we're just like we're eating like eighty dollars worth of like overpriced pastries in in watching Birds of Prey. Uh, uh, in New York, we used the trick was. If you put a bunch of bananas in the bag with whatever other snacks you wanted to sneak in, because you could just say, I came from the grocery store. (laughs) 
Like, I'm you know, sorry. New York. Like, it's just... New York. I have bananas and Reese's peanut butter cups. And <laughs> I, I love that like... this involves buying a whole bunch of bananas for the <laughs> gotta have, but Hey, it's New York, baby. You need those bananas anyway. <laughs> you get stuck on a subway train late, cramping up. You need a fucking, you need some potassium. Mm-hmm. You're like you got a bag of bananas, baby. <laughs> I mean, what would have been perfect for the theater, because we are now two iterations away from that Dominique Ansel Bakery. No Um, way. Yeah, because they closed. And then there was Curtis Stone Picnic Society. (laughs) Oh, shit. Would have been perfect. One of those $200 picnics to bring into um, Pitch Perfect for, you know, whenever whenever that arrives. They're Um, back. And they're still fucking singing. They look like they're in their 40s. But somehow they're 22 still. And next, it's like Mighty Ducks rules. And this year, you're going against the seniors. And it's like, what? They're not the old people in the college <laughs> i admit i've never seen a pitch perfect film i've i've seen all of them the third one was the definition of like movie pass movie because i was like i have exactly 83 minutes between something and another thing <laughs> Emily, you said i've seen all them i was like me too and you're like i've seen all three and i was like whoa no i haven't seen all of them i didn't even know there was a third one <laughs> The third but one I was confidently was, like, um, yep, I've seen them all too. <laughs> no, heck, the wow. The third one was so bad. Oh, that's the one in it like was... Europe with flu? Yes. Yeah. yeah, it was in Europe. I don't remember a single thing that happened. Me neither, I think but there I was... did. Never mind, I did see all three. <laughs> <laughs> was there some sort of heist? Someone had to save what? someone from a boat? Yeah. <laughs> I am think. I, are we combining? Uh, am I also rolling the. Uh, the Will Ferrell, uh, uh, oh Eurovision! Eurovision. I, didn't I think see I'm rolling Eurovision one, by accident maybe. in my head. Yeah. <laughs> DJ Khaled was in three. <laughs> okay. Oh, <yes>. Okay. <laughs> didn't the Rolling Stones bodyguard stab someone in this? Oh no! Wait, hold on. I'm, I'm confusing this with the the Altamont documentary. <laughs> This is the one where one of the sisters dies. No, I'm thinking of Little Women, which was the movie I brought up earlier. Okay, and I couldn't even remember her name. <laughs> Too much pressure. <laughs> Beth Page. Beth. I thought Beth, and then I was like, is it Sarah? I don't. Beth- it doesn't sound right at all. <laughs> Beth Page is a city on Long Island, a town on Long Island. That, that's funny. Uh, wow. And actually, my middle name is Elizabeth, so I should know wow. Beth. <laughs> As Paige all white Elizabeth girls' middle names is such are. a like young adult like. <laughs> Paige like, Elizabeth, you'll yeah. never leave this attic unless you <laughs> stop reading your little fantasy novels. <laughs> Paige Elizabeth was twelve and wanted to be a journalist. Really, I'm bad. an American Girl doll, and we're revealing that in this moment. <laughs> Okay, but so, okay, Grove is your go-to mall now. But yeah, let's get into it. You had a number of malls that you would consider hometown malls on Long yes. Island. I think, I feel like, I didn't realize this until I was well past living in Long Island, that Long Island is like such a sort of cliche mall. <laughs> I feel like the tri-state area specifically is very mall-centric. Like a lot of, and also this could be whatever the version of uh, self-centeredness based around generation is. Cause I'm also <laughs> born in the early eighties. So I was like a teen in the mid nineties when it was peak mall culture and oh, yeah. peak uh, latchkey kid culture. So like, you know, uh, so-and-so's mom's dropping you off at the mall, a different mom's picking you up six hours mm-hmm. later and 
God knows what you fucking kids are doing there with $12 each for the entire day. But I'll tell you what, not good stuff. <laughs> Mostly trying to kiss girls that were more friends than I realized at the time. Not, act, not physically leaning in, but trying to set up the machinations under which we would eventually kiss. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, trying to set up the perfect mall settings. Yeah. I'm like, yeah pre-pretzel, well, I'll go- <laughs> uh, post-movie. Uh, <laughs> I'll go to gene country with you, baby. <laughs> Stop you calling me amazing. baby. You're 14. <laughs> okay, so which, which would you consider like the main mall you'd hang out at? So there's two big malls on Long Island and there's Roosevelt Field Mall, which is like the biggest and the fanciest. And that's the one that's got like the most amount of money pumped into it, named for the famous airfield where someone landed there or whatever. And then Sunrise Mall in Massapequa, which and I will not refer to it as this ever again, but in the 90s on Long Island, it was colloquially called the Black Mall. And it was like it was. But it was the mall that was closer to my house growing up, and it was the mall that my friends went to. So we went to Sunrise Mall all the time. But then when you got old enough to drive and you didn't need your, you can go to the slightly further mall. You didn't, you know, your mom wouldn't bitch about. Why don't you go to the closer one, Jonathan? <laughs> can I just bring your friends to? The, why don't you just go? I'd look, I'll drive you to Borders Books down here on Sunrise Highway. You can hang out there. No, mom, friends, we gotta go to the mall. I gotta kiss these ladies. Mom, you don't gotta- get it. I need to go to the mall that has air, like an airfield history to it, and I need to read the plaque about it. Okay. Roosevelt Field Mall just had so much stuff to do that you could just walk it for four hours and like drift in and out of stores. Sunrise Mall was like a little smaller, but mm. had a movie theater attached to it, so if you could like maybe connect like oh who wants to see a movie or something Mm -hmm, so those were my mm -hmm. two malls and it sort of like served like some this friend group would go to this mall this friend group would go to that mall that that wasn't as racially divided but that was more uh look geography divided okay so i I played in both a lot but sunrise mall is probably more my mall because it had the timeout arcade right across from a movie theater which is like the some people are left-brained and right-brained, and I think I'm like movie-brained and video game-brained. <laughs> like, I mean, that's I'm like actually just mall. oatmeal-brained, <laughs> but the two subdivisions of this oatmeal mush I have in my head are video games and movies. Yeah, I the mean, you're a 39-year-old just... man whose like, brain is built around video games. It's great. <laughs> I mean, Time Out Arcade, I think, has actually... I want to say it's come up before because I remember looking it up, and it had that really wild, cool entrance that's like the yes. different colors. It had like an 8-bit sort of like tetris block entrance with like cool the game uh the timeout was like blue and pink neon and had a real flynn's arcade like tron ripoff vibe see we and love that shit on the podcast we love theming yeah. we why not you know i love, love that shit. i love rainforest cafe the ideas of these places oh, where it's like yeah. if i'm gonna be at the mall I'm, i'll go to suncoast movie memorabilia or whatever yeah at 14 <laughs> and look at like I should get a slide from Warner Brothers. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> I definitely need one of these <laughs> like, original art. hundred. I love Marvin the Martian. Like, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> Wait, so did Roosevelt Field not have a movie theater? I don't think so. Roosevelt Field had a nearby AMC, like shared the parking lot. Okay. But the, the Sunrise Mall movie theater entrance was 
in the mo- in the mall, which mm-hmm. I thought was very cool also. That it's like, yeah. this big building is inside this big building? Like, it was How like- How big is yeah. this fucking like, building? <laughs> yeah. I think because you're sitting in a theater, as a kid, you're sitting in like a 150 seat theater and you're like, there's five of these in this building and this building yeah. is inside a mall. And it's like, oh my God, my brain. Like, I it was mean- a lot. It's trippy. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that sometimes when I, I've seen the, I mean, I know that Emily, you say this is, this is probably the worst of the AMCs in Burbank, but the AMC that's inside Burbank town center. Yeah. I'm absolutely always like, the worst. This isn't that big of a mall. It's crazy that there's a whole fucking movie theater in here. It's true. Even though it's a small theater where like, they don't even have a lobby. It's literally just a hallway. Like <laughs> it is, it is impressive that there are, I don't, like you know multiple <laughs> rooms within it yeah i'm sorry i'm, I'm, not, I'm talking to your cat's paw right now <laughs> yeah it's, it's like so perfectly wild. blocked just your face <laughs> was, it's like oh just microphone God. and shoulders I know that the listeners brain. wouldn't have known but i just couldn't ignore it <laughs> bugs just couldn't. got like two hands now bugs is like fucking with us on purpose bugs like, heard I, I, us and is like ooh, i'm getting some attention God? he's I'm literally out. being like a really bad boy right now um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like working. It's, it's kind of working for us. We're kind of into it. He's a little bit of a bad boy, but I don't hate it. <laughs> he's like smoking a cigarette right now. I'm watching him and he's two, you know? <laughs> okay, so there's there's going to the mall with your with your family and then there's going with friends. So when you were younger, you said you would go with your mom sometimes, yeah? Yeah, we... my. Uh, I was one of three boys and my mom was a working mom. She was a nurse. So she worked like weird days. So like in the summer it would be like, she'd, our parents would just be working on a Saturday or even during the school year and be like, we don't know what to do. But, uh, when my mom had to go to the mall, she'd have to like pack up her three obnoxious boys <laughs> who are like 12, 10, and four, or 10, <laughs> eight, and oh, two. Oh boy. You know, some version <laughs> of that. And distinct memories I have from that is a phrase my mom still talks about, and she uses the phrase handy picnic tool in reference to the fact that uh, boys can just pull out their penises <laughs> and pee in parking lots. Oh and my uh, God. Now, and now oh. with hindsight, it's just my mom being like, I don't want to drag these kids into the ladies' room. I don't want to wait for them outside a men's room and say, hey, can you see if there's an eight-year-old kid in there fucking around? Like, So she's like, we'd get out at the mall and be like, mom, I have to pee. She's like, go, go right now, go right now. And you're just like, instantly at like 10 with approval from your mom getting to pee in a parking lot with your little brother and you and your brother have your little dicks in your hands and you're like this is fucking crazy we're pissing outside and then that's just in your head for the rest of your life of like it's easier to just pee outside like and it's like that sent me down a path of like it is it but. Is. And an extreme male privilege that I didn't realize at the time is even just biological privilege as to how we get to do that. Like, I mean, this is why everything smells like piss all the time. I, I guarantee you that's why. Yeah, it's I guarantee no you it's not three young boys that are making the parking lot smell like piss either. I guarantee it's some old dehydrated men. <laughs> I love and the turning it into a game. It's your handy picnic tool. 
<laughs> yeah. My mom would always say, uh, use the handy picnic tool. And we're like, okay, yes. And we like got you. We like liked it. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny. Yeah. Cause I mean, uh, once you get into the mall, it's like, it's pure chaos in those bathrooms. And I have oh. to say, I, I understand. <laughs> I understand. And they're like, yeah, there's like no. one per floor and like, yeah. you know, and, and the real nightmare of, and this was some real childhood. This is I'm clearly very specific to me or maybe more specific to like young boys, but like going to the mall with my friends meant fucking around and just like looking at CDs and posters and dirty stuff and getting free bourbon chicken samples. But going to the uh, mall with your mom meant like sitting in JCPenney for like two <laughs> hours while she's like, Jonathan, come over here. What do you think? <laughs> What do you think? It's only four dollars, uh, mom. She's like, you like Nautica, and it's like irregular with like one long arm. I'm like, I don't. I'm still getting bullied at school for my clothes. I don't want this, you know. But that's like, and you're just three boys just sitting there, like, oh, maybe if we look miserable, mom would like feel sympathy towards us. But she knows we're faking it, so we're like, let's maybe if we misbehave, she'll go like, I got to take these kids home now. Like we're just experimenting with getting reactions from our mom of like what can get us out of this like, <laughs> and then we were like oh say you like this stuff and we're like love it put it in the cart let's go I'll buy it. just never wear it just let's get it home mom i'll let you waste your four bucks you fucking idiot if, you don't, if this is the only way to get you out of here oh you fucking love pennies so much well then i'll give you that i'll tell you i love pennies too and then yeah, we can oh, leave thank god look at me i look so cool in my sketchers shirt thank you <laughs> They make them. It turns out <laughs> they make them. I told my mom I wanted Skechers. Uh, she looked at the sneakers, saw they were fifty, saw the shirt was four, and brought home the shirt and said, "You said you like this brand. I did my job as a mother. I was paying attention. Don't ever talk about me in therapy." It says shape ups rock. <laughs> yeah, it says, I got this jacked using shape ups. Like, oh, I can't wear this to school. I'll get bullied. You want to know something crazy? Of I went to homecoming sophomore year with a, a senior, senior citizen <laughs> who wore shape ups to no. yeah. the dance. I mean, to school, like oh. every day. Okay. He wore, he wore shape ups. And he Did wasn't like a female teacher's assistant. This was a male <laughs> <laughs> high school like, senior. <laughs> this was a 17 year old boy who was Holy just shit. like. Yep, yep, I wear shape ups. <laughs> Good for him. He was probably very comfortable. <laughs> I'm sort of I, jealous of the confidence yeah, in a way. I feel like I exclusively wore very uncomfortable shoes my entire high school year. I mean, the years, thing with so. shape ups, though, is not even they're comfortable. The whole thing is that they're supposed to shape mom's asses, but they didn't. Like, they didn't do it. <laughs> You're calling them out. It's been too long. They, they I mean, to I didn't. I didn't you know pay much attention to his ass at the time but i don't think it was like rocking anybody's world well that's why it know? didn't work out between you guys <laughs> <laughs> um okay but then when you're older you go you go to the mall with your friends yeah you that becomes like a thing in the 90s is like uh it's it's not a day for the beach it's not a day to like ride our bikes in between different friends houses or to comic book stores today we can get a ride to the mall and we can get a ride home or something like that or like a friend's older brother is going to the mall and it's like yeah I could bring you and your dumb friends uh, just leave I me guess. alone for three hours yeah <laughs> truly like movie like that shit that was in movies that I'm sure a younger generation's like what kids mom let's go to the mall for seven hours it's like <laughs> 
Uh, I'm a, a tired mom with three boys. <laughs> so like that's when I that's when you like you know you sort of develop your own little style too because you start to be like. I'm actually looking at a lot of clothes now because I'm killing time. It's yeah. Like, yeah. I'm no looking more, at a lot no of records. Pennies. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> I like, I am not in a rush. I'm purposely, and I'm like, and I don't have any money. So I'm just like, oh man, diesel jeans. That would be a thing. If I ever got <laughs> these, then next comes the pussy or whatever I was thinking of. <laughs> like once I get these diesel jeans, then the girls start jerking you off allegedly. You know, like just 14 years old being like how do i get to that level of things i've heard about <laughs> it's, like, it's gotta be jeans <laughs> oh it's gotta be the jeans then we go to the movie theater yeah. across the way it smells like piss the whole walk over <laughs> that's me and then sorry she's so turned on <laughs> that gets me to third base whatever that is yeah. i've heard rumors not totally clear <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, third base is, at the movie theater would be quite quite impressive for a young boy. That would be boy. awesome. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> which one is third sex or is third a hand job or is third a blow job? I believe two is second base is hand job, third okay. is blow job. Oh, home run is. I thought second was boobs. Okay, yeah. So this is my generation is okay. second second is boobs, third is hand to genital contact, and then sloppy thirds is mouth. <laughs> on genitals and sloppy seconds is mouth on boobs okay and then going all the way or a homer is uh pen trash as we call it as adults now full, we're uncomfortable trash. with the full word <laughs> yeah. we shorten it around the kids you want to go in the bedroom and do trash <laughs> they say full it at school they- but third okay. in the movie theater, yes, would be fucking slick as hell. So sloppy thirds would be pretty. People would notice. Yeah, that'd be people I, would notice that. But mm-hmm. but third is pretty realistic. Third yeah. third is attainable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Th- and if you are again a kid of the generation who was left at the mall a lot without their mom. You might say third is, is definitely happens. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> you might say that sometimes you finger a girl for the first time while Devil's Advocate is on a screen. <laughs> and then that warps your idea of sexuality forever. And I, I, like, fine. I, I, like, I have to unpack that with my wife recently where I was like, do you think it's weird that the first time I did this, it was like this? The first time this happened, this happened, and the first time this happened, this happened, without going into my... You know, three different moth story slams uh, it's like uh, she's like yeah that would fuck a kid up for life and I'm like yeah. okay yeah okay, okay. And she's I was like, just checking yeah it's like oh and I'm reaping all the negative rewards of that <laughs> as your sexual partner for the last two decades I am well aware that this is fucking weird <laughs> Okay, so so would you ever? Also, I'm just meeting Emily and um, have met Paige once or twice, so I apologize <laughs> that this is where I'm talking about. Let's get back to well, malls. just the mall uh, shopping. <laughs> uh, would you ever actually buy things in, in the stores? I would have like I would have s- such limited money. You know what I mean? Like my, it would have to be like post birthday, post Christmas, yeah, or like once I was like old enough to work but not old enough to drive like when I was like a babysitter and stuff and I had like I could get like oh at the end of a weekend I have like $75 cash or I, my uncle was a landscaper and uh, I would do work with him for like cash and shit and be like I have $80 and it'd be like okay two CDs 
and one shirt or two shirts and one CD. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And then it would be yeah. like, I would be like a kid. Like I would be like looking at the shirts and then go to Sam Goody and be looking at the CDs and like, you know, you're talking, all of my friends were like this level of poor too. So we would be like, okay, I'm thinking one Quicksilver shirt from Pacific Sunwear. <laughs> uh, these knockoff sunglasses from the kiosk and Green Day Dookie. What do you think? And it's like, I don't know, man. You really wanted Offspring Smash, but, you know, and it's like all these fuck, like, and that you just, part of it was like the conversation amongst friends. It just gave you more mm-hmm. things to do with like weighing in on each other's purchases. Like, <laughs> absolutely furious if, a, if a, so, one of your friends wanted to buy the same CD. You'd be like, no, buy a different CD and we could listen to two when we go home. Like, no, but I also want Dookie. And it's like, no, 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 fine. You get Dookie. I I'll do find something else. Every, yeah. every young teen should have their own copy of Dookie. That's something that I believe. It was crucial for me. And- Don't weld in. <laughs> a Dookie in every pot. Well, let's just rephrase that. <laughs> I think that needs another pass in the writer's there, room. I mean, there truly was a period where I, I look back and I wonder what my parents thought because I truly would come home from middle school every day, close my door, and play Dookie until I went to sleep. And <laughs> <laughs> listen, uh, those songs, looking back, a lot of content I wasn't probably understanding fully. Oh, yeah. Your preacher choir is a guy who listened to the Weezer Blue album every day of like sixth through ninth grade. And it's like all about like being jealous of women. And, uh, and like uh, being a nerd and unrequited love, and it's like they just, and then you realize it's like a thirty-year-old man singing that, and you're like, oh wait, and this guy and I have the exact same beliefs. Like, I found them. Wait, he's weird. I'm fourteen. Did you ever go into Sam Goody and like listen at the listening stations? That was a uh, Sam Goody was a guaranteed half hour. Sam Goody, Spencer's Gifts, and Pack Sun were guaranteed mm-hmm. time killers because they the were the trifecta of yeah culture. it's high hit rate for my taste you know what I mean <laughs> like like I'm 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 more likely to find something like a jean country I didn't care about clothes because I was overweight and clothes were a miserable reminder of that and trying on clothes was absolutely disheartening and and at least I became an actor where you try on clothes in front of a stranger uh, you know weekly and they judge you on how come the things fit and stuff like that so mm-hmm. I'm glad I found a way to continue it on in my adulthood but uh, so a guaranteed time killer at Sam Goody's like listen to four listen to the album that you're not even gonna buy it's just like oh okay what's this John Tesh put it on I just need like another 10 minutes of not dealing with my thoughts and it's like <laughs> You know, go through it all the like from P through S in the thing of like Portishead, Primus, and like just learning <laughs> band names that you don't ever listen to at all, but you're just happy to like. This might be again a little too personal, of like not too personal, but too specific. Light sort of like brain catalog, uh, neuroatypical of like. I, the more bands I know about, the cooler I can be, or the more I would be well-rounded as a person. So it's like DMX, like reading, like just looking through CDs and just like cataloging band names, whether yeah. you want to ever listen to them or not. It's just like knowing about saying Credence Clearwater Revival someday will yeah. come in handy. Just and, just so if it ever comes up, you're like, oh yeah, I know yeah, that. Exactly. I know that like yeah, not totally. being able to very sincerely be like, mm-hmm, yeah, I do know that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. the, it has the it has the zipper on the cover. Yeah, I've like seen you know, it. like yeah. you just know something, <laughs> like knowing one thing about it. Yeah. Like, oh, is that the movie with the uh, sex scene at the end? It's like yes. It's like okay, yeah. cool. I'm gonna duck out of this conversation now because I'm I'm yeah. scared of it going I'm any actually, further for me to have to know anything else. I'm really so. busy actually, which is why when you asked if I knew that, so I went, oh yeah. <laughs> Did you ever uh, have any spots in the food court that you would hit? I. Uh, the food court was always, uh, did we want Sabaros or Chinese? Like that was like the two go-to was like, uh, there was a pay, p- pay per weight Sabaros in the mall. Like what? Like a hot bar, like which later would be a big thing. Like I didn't know about at the time, but like would be a big thing in New York city too. Would be like the delis that have like a hot bar and yeah. This Sabaro would have a hot bar and you could put like a slice, two meatballs, some pasta and some salad and they'd weigh it and be like, you know, 1150 or whatever. And that was cool and also good for a guy who's like portion control is still hasn't come around to uh, <laughs> figuring that out. Um, but that or the chi- whatever the Chinese place was, it was like walk on ro- walk and roll and like some other arbitrary pseudo chain name at the other mall. And that... I never did the bourbon chicken that was for seemed to be the only thing they ever gave out for free was like this uh-huh. bourbon chicken. Yeah. But we would, you know, do a couple of drive bys throughout yeah. the day <laughs> and do bits where it would be like fake voices. Like this was like a big thing for us. <laughs> but we didn't realize at the time that we would all become like D and D players and nerds and stuff. But we started to like use these skill sets where we'd go by and do these fake like loud bits of like yes we go to Hewlett High School <laughs> like, a diff- like a completely like different set of specifics as we all tried and just knowing that the like the middle aged woman who's there is like I don't give a fuck just get your kids just eat yeah. it walk. keep coming He's back like, it's not I- my chicken yeah exactly there's a ton anyone. of it it's, it's free yeah. it's the worst thing we have which is why we're giving it to you for free so we're not worried why- about it <laughs> it's why we're completely comfortable having an employee hold a tray of it in the middle of an open air mall for an extended period of time but if i could get a chine the thing about chinese food too is like when you're a kid you always in new york at least or like the east coast chinese world like it would get delivered to your house and would be like uh divvy it up Mm -hmm. the mall chinese again and in the 90s and my childhood, just finding anything that gave me agency was so rewarding. Anything that made you feel slightly like an adult, like picking out an album for yourself or that, that stuff felt so real and visceral Yeah, that even getting Chinese food and you saying like, fried rice instead of lo mein like I'll you make picking... my own combo okay i can do exactly. this exactly <laughs> hey, i'm serious like it yeah. would you would felt like such a grown-up and they're like what, you want to add an egg roll for a dollar and you're like of co- i love egg rolls can i have extra duck sauce and you're like this 14 year old kid who's like i have <laughs> tastes and preferences of these of food like isn't this so and sitting down someone's like oh you went with fried rice i'm like oh i like fried rice with the general so's the way it sticks and then people are like oh that's really cool and it's like oh. yes we're all making and like what did you get oh and the food court is like a fucking you know Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium for kids where it's like, yeah. I'm going to go get pizza. And it's like, you're eating pizza. I'm eating Chinese. Holy shit. You know? Yeah. Like, it's like a movie. And it feels like, like the, it, the day when, you know, on the days where you only have like 10 bucks or whatever, that's the, that's like the main event. Cause that's where you're going to spend your money is either yeah, that or a movie. Your own. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes you're uh-huh. just like, Oh, like, 
Also, like, I'm not going to use his name, but you have the one friend who's like, I only have $6 for food. Like, you know, you have one, even yeah. in our poor, fr- in my in my friend group made up of all poor kids, <laughs> there was one who we were like, we got you, buddy. Like, he's even poorer than we, us. I like, mean, his family. We had a fr- he, I had a lives- friend who, <laughs> well, I was just going to say, I had a friend who we'd go into, I can't believe we tried to pull this move. He'd go into Soup Plantation, the buffet, and my one friend would come with us and he'd be like, when we get to the checkout, he'd be like, I'm actually not going to eat. I'm just going to sit with them. And they would just let him come back. <laughs> and then of course he would eat. Right. <laughs> and we all just were like, I guess Mike doesn't have any money. So uh, <laughs> yeah. that's fine. That's, our, yeah, uh, whatever. that's my friend, Brian, where it's like, yeah. we're all poor, but he, all, his grandma and grandpa live in his house. <laughs> so yeah. like, mm-hmm, they must mm-hmm. be really poor to us. <laughs> like, mm-hmm, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. That was like yeah. our, the way we knew when we were 14 is like, he has even more people in his house than we do. <laughs> so he must be poor. It's like, <laughs> our ideas as kids <laughs> yeah the movie i feel like yeah the the food court and the movie theater are the things where it's like if you're gonna be there forever and you have 10 bucks like these are the things you can actually do that aren't just loitering and yeah, yeah that, like, and, it, and in the mid 90s 10 bucks could uh, get you at least a movie ticket and um, a potentially also a, a bite to eat yeah 15 could pretty much cover you for like an actual food court meal and an actual movie yeah like, and so like 20 was like the limit to have to guaranteed good time because then it would be like you could have some quarter money you can maybe buy it you could buy a cd and a and a uh an orange julius or a full meal and a movie ticket or a shirt and a drink like you could get like and when you're a kid figuring out how to maximize $20 or $10, something taught to you by the Scholastic Book Fair, is like <laughs> a skill set that you end up priding yourself on where you're like, I spent nine ninety five of my $10. <laughs> like, you, yes. like a way where you don't have any change. You're like, yeah. that means I got them. Like when you're doing your Scholastic Book Fair and you're like, and a sticker. And it's like, okay, that's seven twenty five, and you look at your eight dollars, and you're like, is there anything that's seventy five cents? Everyone's like a pencil. You're like, add the pencil, add the pencil. And it's like, yes, my mom gave me eight dollars, and I got used it all. Like my I, mom be like, yeah. bring back change if there's some, you know, giving me like six bucks, and I'd be like, oh, no way, <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm not gonna I've lie to you about there being no change, but I'm I've gonna do my best to be like. Uh, to the arcade too then you get the tickets and then you work out how many tickets do i need for this prize and should i get should i get three spider rings or should i get one finger trap like i don't know <laughs> yeah and i i had no savability i had no like you come to the mall every week take these tickets home with you and bring them back. Right. It was always like, no, I have enough for two spider rings today. I'll get them now. And it's like, now I have two spider rings. Or it's like... And next week I will get more spider rings. <laughs> Once like, I have lost these spider rings. My swollen little pre-diabetic fingers don't even hold these fucking spider rings anymore. <laughs> I'm trying so hard to be goth, man. I am Elvira and nobody can take that away from uh, me. Also, mall trips back then were like at least for my peer group, very heteronormative in that if it was a girl heavy trip, we, we couldn't get arcade time in. Mm. Like we were one part embarrassed to talk about how much we wanted to go to the arcade. <laughs> one part, like girls don't do that. And <laughs> probably also one part them going, girls don't do that. You know, like right. even if right. they, I guarantee two of them at their heart would be like, I would fucking kill the play. Yeah, video I mean, games. were they aware <laughs> that there's a miss? 
Pac-Man. <laughs> yeah. Look, they even put a bow in their head, just like real girls. She's married to Mr. Pac-Man. But she gets to be Miss because Ms. it doesn't matter if she's married. Paige, Miss and she, Ms. are the same thing. No, they're not. Miss yes, is you're not married. M-I-S-S. And then M-S, Ms. is yeah. we don't know. Yes, at least is that, that it, true? It's true. Traditionally, who said, yes. Who said even that? <laughs> who who even made that <laughs> patriarchy, Emily? Holy shit, Emily is spiraling. <laughs> <laughs> who, who said that? Oh fuck! Everything I it, knew is untrue. They're the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be. I'm fuck! Oh my god! Fuck! Everything I knew is wrong. Oh Ms. god! Was like for divorced teachers. I feel like. Yeah, <laughs> so, it, it was. It was for don't ask any like, follow I'm not gonna tell you. You don't deserve yeah. to know. <laughs> I, but then, but <laughs> Miss, Miss is also, because isn't just MS short for Miss? No. And then, and then MRS is short for Mrs.? Yes to the second question, but no to the <laughs> yeah. first question. Yeah, you tried understand. to hit pa- you tried to hit Paige with like the double P and Q, and it's like okay, I think you're try literally trying to trick her into uh, uh, making you sound right, <laughs> adding a kicker of like, and so if if Mrs. Mrs. and then Emily is the smarter one on the podcast, what Therefore, yes to both? Or now we know. <laughs> What's the second part? <laughs> this is becoming absolute mall talk lore at this point, talking about Miss versus Ms. Pac-Man. I, <laughs> really comes I mean, up I frequently. feel like this this is when it finally came to a head because I always say Miss and you always go Ms. And I always go, yes, same thing. And then I finally I finally asked. And it, uh... You should have asked on a week when someone might have agreed with you. But I stand, as I've said every year since I met her, I stand with Paige. <laughs> what? <laughs> when? Who are you telling that to, Gabriel? <laughs> Just anyone on who what, on what stances? The bad yeah. ones or the oh, good ones? <laughs> I, not sure. I sign myself up for some bad shit every once in a while. Yeah, I'm gonna I'll, make sure to say some really bad beliefs on upcoming episodes yeah. and cite that you agree with me. Not a lot of people know this page. Well, then thin blue line kind of. <laughs> she has a Blue Lives Matter flag outside her. Really? <laughs> she does not seem like the type. Yeah, huge cop head. <laughs> it's all coming. In 2021, out. she's openly it's a cop. Head. All coming out on the Tommy Bahama episode. <laughs> to- the Tommy Bahama episode, now officially known as the Blue Lives Matter episode, <laughs> in the lore of Mall Talk. Um, I do. I okay. I do think we should talk about Tommy Bahama. Just that was my way of transitioning. <laughs> I do think we should change the subject I do think- right now. <laughs> Gladly. I mean, just we're getting deep into the pod, and I feel like Tommy Bahama is a whole universe. It is a lifestyle. It's not just a store. And so I know. we're getting on one of those little propeller planes and we're going oh, on yeah. a trip. It's a seaplane. It can land on the land or on the water, whatever you need, Emily. Whatever Tommy wants. Yeah. Um, pick what <laughs> pick whatever line in the song Kokomo you want, we're gonna make it come true. You want tropical drinks melting in your hand? Do you want Jamaica? Ooh, I take you. We got you. Okay. So why did you want to talk about Tommy Bahama? You're a fan of this brand. I'm a huge fan of this brand uh, in both their sort of, not in the way I'm a fan of Patagonia's belief systems. Like I like Patagonia's <laughs> like behind the scenes belief systems about work and, and the earth and, and how to treat people. Tommy Bahama, I don't know. They're like, you know, they're a, a corporation probably 
not as left as I'd like them to be, but their vibe, their like outward mantra. I no, kinda, they're like hardcore leftists. I would be happy to find out that the 60 year old guy in a Merlot bowling shirt is a fucking Medicare for all head. I would love to find that out. That would <laughs> be awesome. I, they actually run the, um, the, wherever they're from chapter of, of DSA. They all live in different cities. These three guys. Okay. I just said they run three, Three different chapters of DSA. They're I'm actually going to say right off the top because I found the most incredible. I think I'm considering it my new favorite book. This article on <laughs> cigar af- aficionado where they interview the three founders. Uh, please email me. I, also, I'm, here's I'm the guy who's like, I want to talk about Tommy Bahama on the pod, and then I don't do any research. But <laughs> well, <laughs> I can't research is live is living the lifestyle, right? Because neither That's of what us you're bringing have lived the lived the lifestyle, Not so we need your input on that whereas i can just google all day and find <laughs> the absolute wild uh three guys who 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 own tommy bahama and how they came up with the concept of this guy tommy bahama and have just asked themselves throughout the entire entire time they've had this business what would tommy want and then followed ah. that <laughs> It's WWTW? So funny. Yes. I got a new uh, lower back tattoo idea. <laughs> it's like so For there's myself. these three I'm not pitching that to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> there's these three Please. guys. And literally <laughs> no, Tommy Bahama is their imaginary friend. <laughs> like they fully just made up a guy. They were yeah, like, it's, who's it, a cool Slender guy? Man. Yeah, well, he's actually were, not slender, slender at all. Man, yeah. He's definitely and not slender, though. <laughs> no, you know what, though? He, I think that we have an exact physical description yeah, of they who described they when, pictured him as. When oh, they were God. looking for the model to play it? Tommy Bahama, um, they said... Oh God! I always man. This lose article it once. is so long. It's so hard to find anything. I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it. They I said, got it's a, they said, it's a oh, 2007 I article. Also, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I found it, which is a really funny time for like to be like, look, I did some research. I found it. It's like a perfect Listen, lo- long enough ago that. where it's like that's actually kind of a deep research, but also <laughs> he, they're so out of the zeitgeist that the, the article we can find on them is from. Uh, a decade okay. and a half ago. That was <laughs> the period where there was the interest in these guys. Right, right. And it's gone. <laughs> I'm going to read this exactly. Okay. <laughs> Following a national search for a model, the three men compared notes. They all had notes and agreed on a face and demeanor that personified Tommy. Tanned, fit, of indeterminate age, but prematurely gray. Virile and playful, but a one-woman man, Tommy was also, they determined, sensitive and romantic, but definitely confident in his masculinity. The model had to exude confidence and a certain elan without appearing too wimpy. Dot, dot, dot. Wimpy? Wimpy? Question mark. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, uh, that's coded word for homophobia. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. oh, 2007? It's a yeah, one I think woman said, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, that's, the, that's the writer going, I'll just put wimpy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like uh, wimpy, right? It's like, yeah, not what the, one of these three freaks said. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're coming in here with like notes, 
with pages of notes being like, okay, he's um tanned, he's fit as hell. Um, it's very important though that he is prematurely gray. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted him to be any possible age. They're he's like playful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> make sure I'm- make sure you put in there that he's playful. <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna lie. Like, if you took out fit, you could say that at my funeral. <laughs> like, you could get Emily's. Like, yeah, I met him once on a podcast, but I'm prepared to speak about him. And you could read the Tommy Bahama description, and people would be like, "She's right." I I I couldn't believe it as a, as such a loyal Tommy Bahama guy. I couldn't believe the vibe. Of course, that's the vibe. I'm a I'm a flip flop deck shoes never wear pants guy i'm way tanner than you're supposed to be in march or april because I, I go to the beach every week yeah uh, i i i go to the beach every week with my tommy bahama beach chair and my tommy bahama umbrella for my wife yeah umbrella for me uh but it's crazy the shit you were reading is like kind of stuff i weirdly if i had to i can't even t- speak that positively about myself but <laughs> You know what I mean? Like it activated me. I was like, oh, I am sort of like, I pride myself on my masculinity without toxicity and my, uh, you know, like sort of uh, flirtiness while always like while always being uh, in a long term monogamous relationship. I'm yeah. like, oh shit! I'm like, I'm like these are facets. I'm like, I don't even realize I've been living the Tommy Bahama virtues. You have <laughs> been, you have been living by what would Tommy want? Yeah. What would Tommy do without so even knowing it? I wish I would have read this article because I have my own fake tommy bahama mantras that i say <laughs> and i don't even, and like there are real ones that i could be doing i'm i've i can't believe i'm about to say this out loud i can't wait till this podcast is over i look so forward to reading a 2007 <laughs> internet article from cigar aficionado about the, the founders of tommy bahama i mean this i is, need a job give me a job a lot of the time i'll research for the podcast and i'll like skim an article i told emily i was like i'm devouring this like it's my new favorite book like i am obsessed i mean it's fascinating stuff but i would before we keep talking about this article, I would love to hear more about your personal relationship with Tommy Bahama. Yes. Uh, okay, so I've always been a surfwear guy since I was a kid. Like, I my style in the mid '90s was like Airwalks corduroy shorts, like from Rusty or Billabong. Like dream, dream first day of school outfit was that, and then I made those corduroy shorts last for like three years or whatever. But like, you get one article of cool clothing, one bowling shirt, whatever. I loved that like fashion sense, and I sort of never changed. I I worked at the beach my entire life as a life, my entire teen and young adult life as a lifeguard. Uh, I always, uh, my family, we live near the beach. Uh, we would go to the beach every day in the summer because my dad was off in the de- during the day because he worked at night. But unless it rained, and then we would go to Sunrise Mall and get to do Time Out and a movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it was like when dad sanctioned video games, like when he's like, because that's your chance of getting $5 to yourself, which is something <laughs> that was unheard of at the time. <laughs> Pop-Up, my, my mom's dad, he would take us, he liked casinos so much that he could get a little bit of the rush from just going to like an arcade. Yeah. So he would take us to an arcade and give each of us $10, wow. 40 quarters. And we could not wrap our heads around it. We would hide quarters <laughs> and not spend them all. So we can have like an, another $2 for the ice cream man and be like, don't tell Papa, but we're going to save this money. Cause and we, that's $8 called a 401k. Yeah, we, yeah, for sure. Uh, 
<laughs> so that beach attitude and those beach clothing grew in my, and then as I physically grew, I grew out of a lot of beach size clothing. I'm 6'2", 300 pounds. I'm a broad-shouldered guy. I have no ass, a big belly, and thick legs. So clothes fit me in an insane way. And then eventually someone was just like, you know who has pants that might fit you would be Tommy Bahama. And I was like, oh, shit. So I, when I was like a 42 waist, I'm no longer that because I haven't worn pants that have a measured waist in 14 months. Yeah, uh, it's not real anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, that doesn't matter. I'm, I'm not going back. <laughs> so like, they had 42 waist in cute clothes, in like beachy type clothes, which they just, anything for like plus size men is always just like, you want to wear like a knee length basketball jersey and gray sweatpants. It's like, not exactly. I want to try, I want to wear yeah. a Speedo. Like yeah. give me a Speedo that's got a 42 waist, please. Yeah. Uh, but Tommy Bahama had like double, even some of, you know, like J Crew and like these other like mainstream clothing stores, mm-hmm. their double XL and triple XL were different styles. Like they wouldn't even mm. make all the clothes. But Tommy, and then so I learned a lot of these jokes from people who also like Tommy Bahama. It's like, Tommy Bahama, we don't carry medium. Tommy Bahama, <laughs> life starts at XL. Tommy Bahama, dress for the job you want, retirement. And those are like those are like my Tommy Bahama mantras that I've learned over like shopping there. Yeah. And here's the solidifying move that made me fall in love with Tommy Bahama. As I said, avid beachgoer. I moved to California. I gotta have a beach chair in my car got my little station wagon keep beach chairs in there full time because i live in an 800 square foot apartment and i can't i can't really put them anywhere in here no, <laughs> i have a peloton and a desk and that's it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so my car trunk i bought a wagon so i can have storage uh, yeah. <laughs> and i went through three beach chairs in a year because they're all 225 pounds and down like maximum weight 225 and i'm weighing in at three bills average for the last few years so i'm destroying chairs like and it's not doing a lot for my ego uh i go tiffany my wife uh introducing her as a character late in the podcast uh, (laughs) uh, and this woman tiffany my uh, imaginary friend tiffany bahama uh, she's like what do you want for your birthday i'm like we need to find beach chairs that are for big people also because also like my thighs would be like if i stood up without like moving my hips i could carry the beach chair on my ass yeah. like a cartoon mom <laughs> like a pixar mom so i they got some fucking <laughs> great asses all over they there pixar. yeah yeah <laughs> i can't get enough of this incredibles movie as an adult for some reason uh, but my wife found a chair that was made for up to 300 pounds with a built-in zip-up cooler in the back wow. and a little side pocket drink holder, cell phone holder, lighter and one hitter holder, and <laughs> uh, pressured up to 300 pounds and wide enough, like extra wide. Like I could sit in it and like, you know, have space and, and put a towel on or whatever. Guess who made that shit? I think you know at this point. I think it's Mr. Bahama. It's Tommy fucking B. (laughs) I've had his two beach chairs in my car for four years. Wow. I have not broken them. They are... They, they've lasted the Tommy Bahama umbrella uh, for my wife who is pale. She needs that. And... That just solidified. I'm like, yeah, these guys don't fuck around. They know who they're. They know who shops there. Most of their stuff goes like a little too garish for me, where it's like I don't need a wine bottle and like one of those puddle jumper planes landing. Like, <laughs> this is like a lifelong issue of mine too. Is we're rolling into 
parrot head territory where uh-huh. yeah, it's the same uh-huh. kind of not- ethos but it's yeah. like tommy bahama i think is a little bit fancier i i, I yeah. think it's a little like more like uh you're invited to a party on a you're the type of person that gets invited to a party on a boat they yeah. definitely like, their goal is definitely fancier like yes, i yes. feel whether like they act, good call yeah whether i they feel really like margaritaville stuff like it's not trying to be fancy at all whereas i feel like in this cigar aficionado article um the text <laughs> the holy text will keep referring back to um they keep referring to like luxury yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah and that that, that makes total that makes total sense and i for the first i always assumed tommy bahama was some subdivision of tommy hilfiger like i thought that for the longest time yeah. just because there were two kind of brands that i heard about around the same time that and would to- be funny if it was just like his <laughs> his alter ego yeah, yeah he's like well when he's on vacation hilfiger <laughs> becomes bahama baby <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, when when Tommy Hilfiger blacks out drunk, he becomes Tommy Bahama. <laughs> Put some sunglasses on. <laughs> but like, if someone's having a summer wedding, I'm going to Tommy Bahama to get my white linen pants and Hawaiian shirts <laughs> because they easily have double XLs that fit me. Because even some of these other brands that do double XL, they don't do a double X. They like make the belly bigger on the shirt, but like don't think that some people are also have big shoulders and backs mm-hmm. and tits and arms. Uh, I, I, I'm going to pan. This is just for you guys, I guess. I'm going to pan to my closet and just show you guys something. Okay. <laughs> okay. He's going into the closet. He's, um, he's, oh, I'm seeing some colorful oh. patterns. <laughs> I think oh. we're about to see some Tommy. Oh, my God. That's a lot. Of, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's all Tommy Bahama with the exception of like two Pendleton shirts and like wow. three Bonobo shirts. But... All of my shirts that have buttons are Tommy Bahama. Like, wow. Because they make, he, he makes like legit charming uh, Hawaiian shirts that don't look like you got them at an airport. Right. On a, <laughs> on, but you can get them in a double XL, but it's not like the sleeves still look good on a man. You know what I mean? Where right. sometimes they're like, it's just cut for like, who's built like this? There's not a person that's built like <laughs> yeah. this. They, yeah. They it's not have, like they become three quarter length sleeves halfway down your forearm. Yeah. yeah. I think like, I think Tommy Bahama is like an early adopter to like, and I know this is not really, I'm like co-opting words of a, a feminist movement, but it's like, <laughs> Big guys want to be sexy too. Like I want to wear a shirt that doesn't button all the way up. Like I just, I'm confident. I want to, I'm like Tommy, I'm confident. You know what I mean? Like, but I'm not a dick and I'm straight. Uh, <laughs> that's actually probably the thing I have least in common with Tommy Bahama is that I'm a, <laughs> I'm not a hundred percent straight. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it seems like they're good about, cause their stuff is, is a little higher end. And sometimes when you see that higher price tag, it's kind of just bullshit because it's the name or whatever. But it seems like from what you're talking about, it's good quality that lasts. Yeah, it's good quality that lasts. It's just like if I could do like a Tommy Bahama Jr. or like Tommy Bahama, like an offshoot. If I'm ever a big enough name, I will ask to do a collection with Tommy Bahama because I want I want their attitude and their vibe, but with me picking like cooler, hipper colors uh-huh. and stuff. Because they, yeah. they do skew for like the 50-ish, 60-ish dude, which luckily is sort of my fashion sense, but very muted colors. I'm like, I want to be brighter and a little more, you know, crazy. And Tommy Bahama's idea of crazy is like a giant, 
like embroidered <laughs> margarita on a button down shirt right. that says like it's it's happy hour somewhere and it's like not that <laughs> I don't want to be a fucking bar at a, 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 like a poster at Fridays at TGI yeah. Fridays I, I don't need to have a fucking French horn design on the back of my shirt I just want like just a cute Hawaiian shirt in fun colors you know like that's I think all that I that would be a great move for them that would I, op- yeah, that would that would definitely open them up to a whole new demographic. Because it's like very like the emphasis is on like, and they actually do have restaurant bar locations. It's very yes. like on like, <laughs> it's like about like rum and like it's about drinking, but there's very much room for the stoner aesthetic and vibe within Tommy yes. Bahama. And they're not really d- leaning into that and they could. And they can go like, that would activate like a full generation younger than their yes. current customer base. Absolutely. Uh, and, and I feel and like men are 30s always and 40 needing are the new spenders stores. Too. Oh, I'm sorry, Emily. Sorry, what was that? Me. Oh, I was just going to say <laughs> that I feel like I feel like guys are always looking for like a new store to be like their go-to store. Yeah. Like guys love having one place that they buy all their clothes at. Yeah, and we- it would be great if, you know, there was one that wasn't just like the the target button down yeah. yeah yes oh my god <laughs> yeah dudes love dudes we have loyalty to uh, clothing brands like we have loyalty to barbers like once you cut yeah. my hair it's like no one else touches my fucking hair yes and, and honestly it's and i don't I, I can't speak for all men but i can give my uh not all men uh hashtag not all men i can give this example <laughs> that as a bigger guy if i once i know your double xl button down shirt fits me Trying on clothes is like a very triggering uh, environment for a lot of uh, people who have weight and food and all that and body issues. And so if, if once I like I know that the Tommy Bahama double XL fits, all I do is wait until I get the email that says 40 percent off Fourth of July weekend. And then yes. it comes and I go, well, I'm going shirt shopping and I pick out three sh- my three favorite shirts and just deliver them to my house and i don't have to stress about putting them on i just know because it's tommy and i'm and that's how you get me to be loyal it's like yeah, once i know yeah. your size fits i don't want to fucking fuck around and be like Ugh, I, i'm a 44 in this place forget it you know? right totally do, do you ever go uh do you only ever order online or are there any in-person tommy bahamas in la because there used to be one at the grove Emily you just that's exactly my answer there used to be one at the Grove and my wife and I would be like in our like stoned movie afternoons would be like do you want to try it and I'd be like no but I'd like to go in eyeball some stuff and then because I know my sizes so I don't have to try anything Uh on but yeah I could foreseeably grab a double XL off the rack and and leave with it and that was always exciting to just have a clothing store as an adult man that's like I actually We'll look in there. And they change their shit up in enough, like they're constantly adding weird new patterns. And it's like, the boat short has been added to the sailing short collection. You're like, what's the difference? It's like, this one's slightly more waterproof and $88. You're like, okay, whatever. Uh, That's huge, yeah. To be able to just walk in and be like, I like this pattern. I just need to check the size. I can definitely wear this. Like Madewell, like my wife knows her things in Madewell. So when she sees a top or something, she's like, I know the medium will fit me. Like I can grab that. Yes, totally. Um, I feel like it feels like forever ago that that Tommy Bahama was there at the Grove. Like that feels like a fucking... I don't even ago. remember it. I, I it became where, like a Shinola in the middle, right? Or like one of those oh. weird, like sort of like leathery. It was uh, one of I don't remember stores. exactly which storefront it was, but it was definitely in that little row. 
Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think now uh, I was looking before. There's one in Pasadena. Mm. Um, the restaurants in Palm Springs. I saw yes. the restaurant. I uh, and I that is on the bucket list of like yeah. when the world opens up, <laughs> I'm going to the Palm Spring. Uh, you said it before, Paige, but uh, friend like my best friend's brother-in-law. We like hung out in Palm Springs, and I was like, "Holy shit! I didn't know a Tommy Bahama restaurant existed." And this guy, his my my friend's brother-in-law, goes, "Yeah, we had our rehearsal dinner for our wedding there," and I just was like that's the funniest joke i've ever heard and i cackled <laughs> in his face and it was not a joke and i was like oh, oh. And he's like, no they have really good drinks there and i was like oh my god i am embarrassed how how much i was like dude that's so funny like laughing at him and complimenting like i even went to like that's actually a really funny joke and it's like oh no you're so it's quick true. you just came up with that right now oh my god yeah, exactly i was like I'm a comedian and I'm telling you a layman that that's a big compliment. And he's like, but I'm telling the truth. And I'm like, well then I'm an awful person. <laughs> I mean, I bet and the you drinks are taste. good. Like they're, that's their whole ethos is like good cocktails and like, like just, you know, a chill vibe, but also a little bit fancy. Like you like, okay, listen, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Margaritaville is disgusting. And I feel like the Tommy Bahama Restaurant probably provides what I would like for Margaritaville to be. Yeah, it's probably just a classed up version of Margaritaville. Right? Well, they said that they got to the restaurant concept by literally they were like, hmm, after a day on the yacht, Tommy would be hungry. <laughs> yes, Tommy would, would want to go get food and a drink somewhere. So where would where would Tommy want to eat and get a drink? I love At a it. restaurant named after himself. Like, well, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's five choices of restaurants at the pier. One of them is his name. Where yeah, do you I mean, think Tommy eats? <laughs> I guess if I saw a restaurant called Paige Weldon, I might go in just to see. Paige Elizabeth. Mm, <laughs> it's a tea and crumpets shop. <laughs> it's like... I'd not be less my vibe. <laughs> it's so funny I that my right, exactly. Elizabeth. <laughs> at some point in this interview, they're like, do you guys feel like this is like weird? Like, do you feel like you're like talking about like an imaginary friend all the time? You know, like do you, he's an imaginary friend and they're like, no, he's, no. Just, he's a, he's a collective alter ego. Like he's an imaginary <laughs> friend. You made up, a you made up a guy, you, you add on to his personality and his looks and then you expand on his world like like a like a Barbie like dream house and stuff, you know, where it's like, well, today Barbie is also a doctor, actually. Yeah. And then actually it's today she's a dog walker and <laughs> she would wear this and then she needs a restaurant to eat at. And how would she decorate her house? But they're just doing yeah, this with like a guy who's prematurely gray. <laughs> Canonically. <laughs> I think it's honestly they just invented it to um use to diffuse fights with their wives. Um when their wives are like, You've literally been playing golf for three days straight. It's like, well that's Tommy what Tommy would do. Yeah. There was something about their wives in here though. I think that the wives were like in on like the first convo about it or something. But, but this is from the, the their perspective in this interview, so we can't yeah. be really the, sure. The, 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 wic- no, the, the yeah. Wikipedia says that it's these guys and their wives. Oh. Yeah, I did read that, and then it's they're not very involved in this interview, so I don't really know 
how how involved they were all the wives are just like in love with tommy yeah. whenever they fuck their husbands they just like he's like i'm tommy and definitely like, yeah, someone one tommy. of them at least has said call me tommy uh, oh, they, yeah. oh yeah one, sure. of, one of them dyed their beards gray and was like i'm tommy <laughs> absolutely uh, you guys you guys touched on it but the the margaritaville thing i, I meant to say earlier that's been one of a big thing in my life because i'm like all about that vibe but I hate the fucking music so much. <laughs> and it's like, but I I think if the if that music never played, like I love the movie Beach Bum, like I love the vibe and, he, uh-huh. and he's even in that, but I, I don't want to hear Jimmy Buffett sing. I don't care about his fucking music, <laughs> I but mean, I want to yeah. live on the boat and eat a cheeseburger bare chested and like be sunburnt. Like I love all that shit, yeah. but I don't want to hear the music. And it's almost like, I'm like, hey, I'll hang out with all you parrot heads if you never play the music. <laughs> like, you you want to be the cheeseburger in paradise. You don't want to <laughs> hear it. <laughs> I wow. mean, that was wow. my favorite thing about going to Margaritaville is they're not always playing Jimmy Buffett because <laughs> even they know... <laughs> It's like, if you want people to hang out here. Let's play Dua Lipa a little bit, just so people are comfortable. (laughs) Margaritaville in in Vegas is like the Margaritaville I end up going to the most, because it's like, after you've lost a bunch of money, you're like, do you want to go play $5 craps at Margaritaville? And it's like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I get like a $3 neon green sugar tequila bomb, and you're like, perfect. I just need this and an hour of bad craps to cool my jets. Do you own any... um, other home decor stuff like aside from your beach chairs from tommy bahana because i think they have quite a bit of um home stuff if i had my own personal space there it would guarantee have one (laughs) tommy bahama piece in it just because aesthetically that is my aesthetic like Uh wicker and palm and tiki bar all that bull i'm corny like that and i'm not allowed to do that because i share my (laughs) share my apartment (laughs) and my wife who has actual taste and you can't tell by the room i'm in because i'm allowed to decorate this one but uh my apartment is like meticulously uh shabby chic with a touch of blah blah like i know all the buzzwords i'm supposed to say if i'm describing it for you know domino mag someday or whatever but she's just like dominates that space and it matters but the dream is we keep talking about when we eventually buy a house i have like my office and studio and that can be fully like beach or dojo themed like i've been dreaming of i mean a porch (laughs) would be perfect yes they have a lot of like like pineapple shaped string lights and stuff like that this is the shit i want (laughs) yeah (laughs) they have like some stuff that skews a little bit like they've like branded it to look a little classier or whatever but yeah it's like the martini set or whatever with a marlin on it or something (laughs) yeah but you want the fun stuff it's like if i'm gonna shop at tommy bahama like i might as well shop at tommy bahama you know yeah my mother-in-law missed one Christmas where she just got me like leather, f- brown leather flip-flops from Tommy Bahama. And my wife was like, he's not going to wear those. And she's like, it's Tommy Bahama. And my wife's like, but he, you've never seen him wear anything that looks like that. And it's like, that was like the old, that had flashbacks to my childhood where my mom's like, you said you like the New York yes. Giants. And I was like, but I don't want New York Giants mittens. I look like a fucking loser, you know? Like just your mom is just so happy to be like, like, my wife when she was in her 20s like most white women really liked owls as an aesthetic and <laughs> my mom was just like every christmas and birthday was like found an owl cookie jar like another <laughs> one like you know, so i was like eventually we're just like putting stuff immediately into recycling but it's like those parents get activated on like 
uh, pa- Paige likes uh, goth stuff. You know, spider rings. Yes. Get her more Paige spider lo- stuff. And Paige said she. I saw her watching The Simpsons once. Let's get her Simpsons stuff every year <laughs> for, for the, the next rest five of her years. Life. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> for all of her twenties, let's, let's get her, her into- stuff that pertains to coffee. Like, <laughs> let's like, turn her like into an absolute freak about whatever she mentions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. We're gonna she, like like the Bender's dad in Breakfast Club. Where they're gonna we're gonna break her love of The Simpsons, or we're yes. gonna activate it like. <laughs> Smoke up, Paige. <laughs> I also wonder, have you ever um, tried any of their uh, colognes? No, I'm not a cologne guy. Okay. Keeping keeping with the vibe, <laughs> I wear coconut scented body lotion. Wow, That's my okay, nice. I, mean, <laughs> I haven't been in public in a year, but that is my that was a habit I developed uh in like 2019 yeah. and I will keep. So, I don't have a strong <laughs> cologne smell anymore as a young cool water boy mm-hmm. growing up going to the mall and oh, the mall cologne testing? Yes. That would be like the department <laughs> store highlight. Oh Your yeah. Mom would be like, "Jesus Christ, you smell like an ethnicity that we're not allowed to say out loud anymore or whatever." Be like, "Mom, mom, mom. That's not we can't talk like that." Have you ever even met someone from Belarus? Like, how do you even know that? A made-up stereotype about a Belarusian. It's like, "Mom, this is Hollister. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> yeah, about. You're being oh. What the fuck?" <laughs> God, um, Hollister. I, I think we had Tommy Bahama throw pillows when I was a kid. Nice. Shit, and <laughs> potentially a lamp. I Ooh. think that was Tommy. It was like a palm tree. Yeah. Um, and now I, I feel like I always see Tommy Bahama stuff at like Marshall's. Yeah. Like pre COVID, when there might have still been a reason to buy a suitcase. I got so close to buying a Tommy Bahama suitcase because I thought it would be funny. Um, it would have been like it would have been cool. It would have <laughs> been that would have been funny. <laughs> then they have like the candles. They have the comforters. Yeah, they have a you lot know? of shit. Like you really can be like, it's my lifestyle. Like I am Tommy Bahama. I mean, I was looking at some of their stuff. Like they have colognes, but they also have a a line of lotions and body wash called Big Island Basics that have a little like Marlin fish on them. So they're doing it. You could probably get a nice lotion <laughs> at Tommy Bahama if you wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if I'm distracted, but I'm adding a fifty dollar Tommy Bahama ashtray to cart currently. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like just stoned enough that you were like, yeah, I was looking through the site and I'm like, home stuff. And I just yes. started, I'm like, wait, you're on a podcast, dude. Relax. Wait, five more minutes. No, please. I literally am adding uh, the Marlin Bar round ashtray. It, there's a, they what have one does that it just look says, like? Please describe it. They have one that says, this is the live the island life with a palm tree and it's blue and red and all of that. It's pretty fucking red. Dude, hell yeah. No, wow. I mean, they I mean have, that's going to be great. The other I'm stuff they excited. did have, speaking of the website, the other two things I saw on the website that I did want to bring up. One, they're pushing Mother's Day right now. So there's a whole mom section, which is funny. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, it does say, it says across the top of the Tommy Bahama website, the categories are men, women, beach and home, and mom. <laughs> I feel like those are the same five on Pornhub. <laughs> At least my five. No, maybe what's my- this here? It's, it, this one says stepdaughter? That's weird. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Ma- stepmom stuck under a Tommy Bahama coffee table. <laughs> oh. 
then the other thing they have, and this is probably a category of porn as well, is Disney. They have a <laughs> Disney line right now where oh, it's, it'll be Mickey Mouse, but he, it's his silhouette and it's like the pattern of a Hawaiian shirt. It's yeah, oh, I'm seeing those now too. <laughs> pretty, this is too much. This is a, a step too far in my opinion. I mean, I can I can definitely imagine the crossover though. Yeah, it's maybe like a guy who sale at like a Disneyland, like because they have a lot of products in like resort stores that aren't. I mean, just I'm Bahama also just stores. thinking that plenty of Tommy Bahama customers would be like, you know, a dad who would go to Disneyland with their family or something. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I further investigation on the site. Tommy Bahama caters to the idea of cigar smoking pretty heavily too. Yes. Hence the cigar aficionado. Uh-huh. And Paige, I'm I'm back to your pitch for Tommy Bahama of like they're a hop, skip, and a jump to like stoner yes. vibe, beach vibe. <laughs> they they could really uh, they're missing out, and it's just like. It's once it's federally legal, they're just like leaving money on the table to not be yeah. like. They have you know, to. I mean, burn I, think, one. I mean, there's probably a contingent of Tommy Bahama shoppers who would be deeply offended by that. <laughs> but I think right. that well, they yeah. should lean away from that and just like go like like listen. I mean, they have on here. There's a like a there was like a a rocks glass that had a little place where you could put your cigar and there's just, there's gotta be some stoner equivalent of that type of accessory that they could sell that says Tommy Bahama on the bottom. Like it's just sitting right there. And I do think you should contact them. (laughs) I, Um, I think it would get a bunch of those little two paragraph articles where it's like, Tommy Bahama gets into the weed game. <laughs> yeah, I just added. I just added a forty dollar candle to my cart. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm spiraling. I gotta go check my bank statement. I gotta go log into Bank of America before I do any more. <laughs> I'm like, wait, whoa, whoa! I got. I just spent. A, I just added a hundred dollars to the cart, like passively, in the last five minutes. And I'm like, slow down. Engage with Paige and Emily. Stop shopping. But I've I've been activated. I feel like Manchurian can Bahamian can candidate (laughs) (laughs) i mean before you spend any more money we should probably move into the final segment but do you have any other uh, thoughts on tommy bahama that you that you haven't gotten to if some representative from tommy bahama is listening or someone sent you this because your job is to listen to any like seo tommy bahama i mean the wetzel's pretzel social person did listen to that episode there we go so So if you're the tommy bahama and you have any leeway and you're looking for a plus size model to bring you into a different uh clientele and i'm telling you there are some uh big people out there who want to live that beach life um and we would love to sell your clothes uh, and I'm just like begging to be a model now. I'm just a 39-year-old man having a full-on crisis of identity. <laughs> Can I be a model for you, please? I don't oh, know what I want to do with life. Sorry that you know your worth and you have an idea of your brand. Thank you. Like, come on. Thank you. Yes, thank you. I think you deserve it personally. I feel like their social media intern is like... 47 years old. <laughs> right, right, right. He, like they're only on MySpace and Facebook and LinkedIn. <laughs> I 
I'm sure they have yeah, some beautiful. <laughs> we'll be sure shots. to post this one on LinkedIn. This yes. time. We don't usually, <laughs> but we'll make sure this time. I'm gonna make a LinkedIn for this. I'm gonna finally take the and pledge. We'll, we'll send it straight to them. <laughs> um, all right. With that, we're gonna close on a game. It's called Desert Island, which Desert Island has literally never been more appropriate than the it's Tommy so Bahama fang. episode. So I'm excited. Yeah. Um, and the way it works is Emily's gonna describe a scenario for you, and there will be a question at the end. So Emily, take it away. Okay, so um, someone, one of these guys, Tony, tar, uh, Tony and Bob, they hear this episode, and um, they, they love, they love you, so they reach out and they're like, "Hey, um, so we actually heard you on the podcast, and we would love to take you. This is you can't tell anyone about this. This is like <laughs> the most top secret something can get. We would like to take you to meet." Tommy, Tommy Bahama. He is real and he just likes to keep a low profile. And so that's why we like say we made him up. But he is the brains behind this. He is behind every decision. He wants to meet you. We're going to take you to him, but you can't tell anyone you're going. So you're like, yeah, absolutely. So they take you out. They have like a yacht, but it's like made to look like a I don't know, the fucking jungle cruise boat, but it's a yacht <laughs> and they take you on there and you're going and you obviously don't know where you're going, but they're like, it's going to be kind of a long trip. He lives on a really secluded private island. And so Hell you're yeah. going, you're going, you're going. After like two weeks, you finally get there. You don't even know what ocean you're in. And they dock the boat. You get off the boat and they're like, okay, he wants to see just you like privately go through those two trees he's gonna meet you there and so you're like you go they're behind you and it turns out they're um fucking deranged and tommy doesn't exist and he is made up but they think he's real and so you go through the trees there's nothing there so you go back you're like what the fuck they're gone they left you so you're just on this island it's dark it's windy you're scared you're you're honestly you don't know if you're more scared that they left or more scared that they're gonna come back because these guys are <laughs> fucking nuts. And I like so, that you're like this part's a game, and then Emily starts telling the story, and every point where a decision is to be made by me, the main character, you make it for me. You're like, and you say yes, and you go in, and you do this. It's like, well, when am I involved in the game? That's not the game. This is the background of the game. This oh, okay, okay. This you're, is you're thinking of this as a role playing game. This is a different game. You don't know what game this is. You're right. So, I have no idea what this game is. You're walking around, you finally fall asleep in the sand, you wake up, the sun is shining, things seem a little brighter, so you decide to explore. And as you're walking around, you come across a mall with five stores. And you're going to be here for like 15 years before anyone finds you. Oh, shit. So this mall with five stores is going to have to sustain you for uh, 15 years. What do you want those five stores to be? Okay. Desert Island. We're talking sustain me like (laughs) pure survival sustain me or emotionally and morally? Okay. I mean, both. People People interpret it in different ways. You want both, in my opinion. I don't mean to influence your decision, but. Yeah. So this this is the game part. You see? You see where the game comes in? Yeah, yeah. No, and it makes total sense now. <laughs> That's kind of just the part of the 
podcast where whenever we play this game, Emily writes a short story. And then, and then we always ask that same question. What five stories do you want to sustain you on a desert island for five years or 15 years? Uh, okay. So, so we need some, we need some food for sure. Um, It'd be funny to put a rainforest cafe in an <laughs> island mall, but uh, I uh, I feel like I'd got to go, if I have to pick the restaurant specifically too, I think I got to go Cheesecake Factory mm-hmm. just yeah. for calorie density and uh, selection. Yeah, uh, totally. You know, I feel like you'd be slow to get tired of Cheesecake Factory. I mean, you'll, you're not going to live 15 years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> just you, hopefully you just get a, enough coconuts or whatever uh, you can find yourself um, oh shit I need I guess I need we're assuming it'll be like powered and stuff yeah. like that'll all yeah. be part. I guess I need some sort of electronics place so I can have like you know I'm thinking like a Suncoast movies or something something that I'll have like or like a Sam Goody or a Tower Records or a Barnes and Noble where they sell DVDs Ah uh, yes, I'll do a Barnes and Noble so I can have books, DVDs, and uh, and um, music like uh, CDs yeah. and shit. Uh, and a Starbucks probably, or sorry, a, a Barnes oh, and Noble yeah. cafe that's probably serves Starbucks. Right, exactly. <laughs> I could probably still get cold brew, which would be great. <laughs> that's all that I'm thinking about. If I'm not the most like, I've only lived in cities my adult life, where I'm like, well, how would I get cold brew? Okay, settle. I guess I, I could mean, live there. <laughs> you know, like I just I mean, need cold brew. You'd be incredibly free to have diarrhea in any of the bathrooms in this mall. It's your own oh, personal yeah. place. I, talk about handy picnic tool. I'm the only guy on the island. I don't. Need, I don't need to fucking go in the mall. <laughs> I'll do aqua turds exclusively. Hydro. <laughs> the biggest toilet in the world the ocean um, I, yeah I guess I would also want ooh the Barnes and Noble sort of unlocked it for me where I'm like I'm, maybe I should just get another food place so I can fucking <laughs> play around too yeah. ooh 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 oh you know what I, I want like a fucking uh, no I can get burgers at um, Cheesecake Factory well enough shit I'm overthinking this but <laughs> Uh, oh, you know, you know what I, I would like? Like, this this would be good for me. Like a Jamba Juice or a Smoothie King, not oh, an Orange sure. Julius, but one step up, something that would like. Mr. Smoothie and Smoothie King were the two like chain smoothie places that predated Jamba Juice in my childhood, and those were pretty great. Yeah, uh, that's very um, that works with the the island lifestyle that yeah, you're cultivating and it feels here. Like you can be like, all right, I'll drink a shake for breakfast and lunch and then have, <laughs> yeah. you know, Buffalo Blast TM for dinner yes. and an Oreo Fudge Wizilla TM cheesecake for yeah, dessert. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm thinking that's, am I, I'm at four, right? Uh, or three. Yeah. Four, three, right? Three. Bar- Barnes and Noble, uh, Smoothie oh, King, yeah. three. Smoothie Cheesecake King. Factory. Okay, then I want uh, I want an a like a a movie theater, even if it's just one movie that they I, I can get access to. Maybe I'll pick a multiplex, but just the idea of an air conditioned dark room <laughs> on my island uh, would be a nice safe haven. We usually say it's and whatever then, movies were out at the time that you yeah. were that you were lost. Oh, I, I, I okay, I could do that. I could yeah. do that. That would just be a nice treat, and it would be so funny to like be rescued in the year twenty forty and be like. <laughs> I know everything about Bob Odenkirk in Nova. <laughs> <laughs> like they're trying to get you to talk and you're just like 
reciting the entire script. <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, I'm I'm off book on Promising Young Woman. Sorry. Uh, you guys like, are ready for the remake. Say something else. <laughs> Please. Know that you're toxic. Gabrus, you're back. Say, do you recognize me? It's me, your wife, Tiffany, a late addition character to the podcast. Uh, it's like, oh, yes, of course, of course. And you're just like, I'm, I'm Bob Odenkirk, and I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> oh, uh, sharper image. Fuck Ooh. it. I want some relaxation. I, I, I think a massage chair. Okay, yeah, and some keep those dump. muscles loose until you get rescued. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> muscles. Do I need a GNC? <laughs> Are there any mall base? Should I get the hydro massage uh, kiosk thing? <laughs> Lay in that dirty ass. That, <laughs> anytime I would ever see someone do that, my father or my someone in my family, like, that's fucking filthy. Dude, You're just you know like what? laying in the middle of the mall, getting pounded with water. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make a desert island rule because nobody ever asks about kiosks. I think you get five stores and one kiosk <gasps> if you want a kiosk. This oh, is huge. Bring it up. You Don't get you a think kiosk like, kicker? It's not a store. It's like it's in its own thing. It would feel wrong yeah, for it to take true. the place of a whole store, in my opinion. Yeah. In that case, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask for a cell phone case uh, kiosk. So I can just have any cell phone case I want. Finally, that I have access va- to all the vape cartridges I could ever need. Yeah. Blowing clouds. Of, that's how you end up getting rescued. Is like a pilot smells of cotton candy for coming off this deserted You're like, island. I taught myself things how to blow O's. Like, they look like other things, but you can squish them. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I'm going to be stressed out. And as seen on TV, yes. <laughs> But I think that's good. I mean, I think you are going to struggle with, you didn't put any clothes stores yeah, in. You're going to so. be naked when they find you. Is that okay? But that's, I'm going to be so place. tan when they find <laughs> you. Whatever you want. You'll finally have an even yeah, tan. Yeah. You never, no tan Maybe lines. Yeah. You're, you're going to look 1,000 years old when they rescue I, you. I, <laughs> Uh, there's no way you can know this about Emily, but my dream is to be like to look like the old man in the sea. Like I look forward to being aged with a big tan belly and a full white hair and beard. I look so forward to being that guy. Like that's who I am mentally. I just need my body to catch up. One of those I'm guys who's prepared. like 50, and when you learn that, you're like, oh, no, yeah. exactly. <laughs> He's 80 years old. And I think my weekly application of SPF four before lying out in um, Malibu for six hours. Well, that's is, literally the first the first paragraph of this article. It says SPF eight of that and article, it does and that's that. what. SPF eight. And it triggered me because I'm an SPF four guy. <laughs> I'm an oil guy. I'm a little bit of an oil man myself. <laughs> but the chill kind, you know. <laughs> yeah, not like an oil. Like I don't want to. Not a tycoon. Uh, you know, just a- I'm a green energy guy, but I want to wear body oil. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good desert island mall. You're going to be very entertained. I, I think. I think you're set. <laughs> 
<laughs> that was that was a great desert island mall and hey that has been an episode of mall talk thank you so much for joining us oh my goodness oh thank you so much for having me this was a blast i haven't really thought about malls as much in a non-anti-capitalistic <laughs> sense you know i mean so it was nice to like think about malls nostalgically and positively and not as like man these things are closed all across america yeah. <laughs> you know like they're not just destinations for shooters anymore you can let's let's remember they the good times of movie mem- theaters too so it's, it's a whole thing <laughs> um do you have anything you'd want to tell our listeners to find where to find you online your, your podcast of course sure yeah i'm at gabrus on all social media um i have a podcast called high and mighty which is just a chat show with friends and peers about different topics and then also i have a paid podcast behind a uh, patreon called action boys where we talk about classic action movies for longer than the movies are it's not a positive sell but some people <laughs> like that uh, uh we have free episodes out there if you could just want to use the podcast app to search for action boys you can find some uh free episodes and get a sniff maybe get you hooked <laughs> i think that will appeal because we have um you know at least some of the people listening to this are members of our patreon where we recently talked about the latest american girl doll book for over two hours so i think that <laughs> if you're interested in that <laughs> how did that sound so uninteresting but also make me want to join the patreon at the same time i was like really but i should listen that's like a, real, a great wheelhouse to be in yes. yeah. a real chapter <laughs> well, it's something chapter, um nobody's replay. gonna li- nobody's gonna read it themselves so right 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 thank you we thank got you for it. doing it for us yeah we got it covered don't worry um yeah, yeah. Jo- and as always hey join the patreon if you're not yeah. already ar- already a member um you would immediately gain access to actually about four hours of us talking about american girl books because <laughs> there is another episode too <laughs> <laughs> Courtney changes the game and Courtney friendship superhero. They are inextricable from one another. Yeah, it's, you know, the plot, it develops in a really organic and, you know, good way. And we just wanted to talk about that. <laughs> to be clear, we did it because she's the 80s American Girl doll and she goes to the mall. Yeah, so. she goes to the mall. <laughs> uh, she's got it. She's got it. <laughs> she's, she's, she's an LA Valley girl who goes to the mall. She, she is. Just, um, just like, like us. us. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, join the Patreon, rate and review, etc. And um, we'll meet next week obviously on the on the patio of the tommy bahama restaurant i hope to finally meet his wife tammy bahama see what she's up to ms Um, bahama ms bahama his ex-wife ms bahama (laughs) she didn't change the name too much paperwork but (laughs) ms bahama tommy bahama definitely has an ex-wife for sure does she, he is, as a one woman man does yeah. he or is he's it like serial he's gotten uh, he, one he woman can't at a time stop okay. marrying women he love he's right. the type of guy that's like i just love women he like yeah. he'll, he like falls in love immediately second date he's like i want i want to take you on my plane let's go to let's go to cabo i just oh there's just something about you i just want to i just want to take you to cabo mm-hmm. and then like date three he's like let's do it I let's do it. Let's get married, and then six months later, you this know. is the it's, plot of HBO's. They're getting uh, divorced. <laughs> made for love. <laughs> it's weird that it's weird that Ms. Bahama is a prematurely gray man in his fifties <laughs> with just a pink bow in his hair. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. We'll see you on the patio. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs>